Welcome to this week's episode of Apple at Work, a podcast all about the intersection of technology and education. My name is Bradley Chambers, and I'm your host today. This week, I have Brad Fitzpatrick from Tailscale. Brad, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. All right, so I wrote an article a month ago or so ago about Tailscale, and I... I say this without trying to blow smoke up your butt. Like this product is, I feel like what fixes everything I hate about VPNs, but in a way that's not just making a new VPN client. And I I think it's like, when you look at problems from um, first principles perspective, like a first principles perspective, you know, you say, okay, what, what is the problem that customers need to address that typically have addressed with VPN? And I think it's making sure that the right people have the right access to the right resources in a secure way. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Sounds about right. And, and so when I get, you know, obviously like, you know, if you've got a on, you know, you get an on-prem environment, firewall, you got servers on site, uh, maybe you've got something in AWS that you only want certain people to have access to, you typically would deploy a VPN client. Um, but then the, the clunky as anything, the way that traffic is tunneled, it can be challenging, it's difficult, it can be difficult to deploy, it can be difficult for users to use and disconnect and reconnect, access the right things and you know get conflicting with home network environment. And then I discovered TailScale and it, it was like this light bulb went on at like went off in my head. It was just like, oh, well, this is what you would build if you just ask the simple question. How do we make it possible for employees to access secure resources, whether on prem or in the cloud, in a, in a way that like is secure? Um, how did you I mean, where did the idea for TailScale really come from? Um, <laughs> I think it actually came from a uh, our, our CEO was a uh, working he was a on the board of a uh, a company who needed um was was going through some like sort of a security audit and the security audit was like you know do you have two factor off and they're like no no and they said you know said do you have to go buy some two factor off because you know otherwise your employees are going to get fished and um he said okay where do i buy two factor off and you know there are a bunch of vendors willing to sell it and then they said okay you know point your HTTP proxy at this thing and we'll do the two-factor off and we'll do HTTP to the back end. And they said, whoa, 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 HTTP? We got this like mainframe that was like, I don't know, from, you know, <laughs> it's ancient and we just added a, like a TCP IP networking addition to it, you know, recently. And that's about all it does. There's like a VT100 terminal hooked up to like TCP IP, which was like some mainframe add-on thing. We don't speak HTTP. They're like, how do we get two-factor off for, you know, for just for just TCP connections for IP connections and uh, everyone was like I don't know we don't have that so uh, they were talking to Avery and he was like I don't know I could build you something and so um, they offered to employ him to do this and he said how about I just you know how about I just make it for you I'll give it to you at half off and I'll sell it to other people and so um, that's kind of how Tailscale came about and then as they were doing it they were like whack this is actually really cool and um, this enables a whole bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's it's it makes it to what I love about it is it makes it to where it's kind of a joy to use VPN, and it's not like you know, again, good example. What I love about it is like on your Mac when you use it, it's not routing all of your traffic through the VPN. It's only routing the traffic that you need to 
access that that data, the, the secure resource. Again, no configuration file, no messing with firewall ports. Um, it, it really just kind of just works. I mean, you, you, the, the login infrastructure is super, super easy. Um, what kind of, I mean, you know, obviously as you all have grown, you're one of the, one of the uh, long-term engineers. Have you all been kind of shocked about kind of customers' reactions to, to really how easy this works? Oh yeah. I mean, like pe- people have such a, uh, <laughs> such a terrible reaction to the word VPN because historically they've all either been like kind of terrible or kind of shady. Like the, the whole term VPN is very overloaded. It either means like I have to use this thing for work and it's like a really bloated, slow client that's slow to connect and, you know, interferes with all my home stuff or whatever, or, you know, all my Facebook traffic goes through it. And like the, you know, the company's spying on me or whatever. Um, so, you know, people, people have a negative reaction against their work VPN. And then the other VPNs are like, you know, I'm torrenting something and I, you know, don't want to get an MPAA takedown request or whatever. And I want my traffic to go through uh, the Netherlands or something like that. And all those, you know, pri- what they're called privacy VPNs, they're, you know, a little shady. And most of them are probably actually selling your uh, information. There's, there's very few reputable uh, privacy VPNs. So, like, this whole term VPN is is, is kind of tainted by everyone's negative reactions on both sides for both classes of VPN. So we were kind of avoiding the term for the long time because we're really just kind of providing some like connectivity that's secure and configurable. And we, we went for like a year avoiding the term and eventually we're like, no, everyone calls us a VPN. We, we might as well just accept it and we'll call ourselves a VPN. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Mosul. Managing Apple devices at work shouldn't be difficult. Mosul makes it easy. As a leader in the modern mobile device management and security for Apple and the enterprise, Mosul offers solutions for every stage of your business. If you're just starting out, try Mosul Business Free and receive the complete mobile device management feature set at Mosul Business Premium for up to 30 devices at no charge. If you're looking to address all of your Apple endpoint needs, Mosul Fuse has you covered. The cloud native offering combines enterprise-grade MDM, identity management, automated application installation and patching, and a multi-layer endpoint security product. Wherever you are in your Apple device journey, Mosul is there to support you. With a focus on usability, automation, the best support on the market, Mosul delivers a new approach to Apple device management that is more powerful, efficient, and affordable than legacy solutions. To learn more, visit business.mosul.com, or you can look at the link in our show notes. Thanks to Mosul for sponsoring Apple at Work. No, it's a VPN that doesn't have any of the legacy crap. I mean, I think that's – it's like smartphones existed before the iPhone, but the iPhone was like the first one that kind of take, took it to the next level. And But I agree with you. It's like you're not, you're not just a better VPN client. You're a new way to connect to networks securely uh, without any of the – it's like the good parts of VPN without the bad parts. Um, so I think it's, I mean, to me, I, I, again, I'm, I'm using it in a home environment. I use it to connect to, uh, a couple servers I, I run at home it allows me to easily connect to them from, from, you know, if, I, if I'm away in a, in a secure manner, you all have a really, really nice free program for people to you know try it out for just kind of, you know, home environments. And I imagine a lot of your paid users kind of come from somebody using it at home for free. And they're like, oh, this would actually be a really, really good tool at my at work. And you have team oh, yeah. accounts that start at $5 a month and go up. I mean, in tons of, in tons of different, you know, again, it's, it's, you know, you got Okta integration on the team plan. So again, if your company uses Okta for single sign-on, you've got, you know, ACL policies, um, you know, different subnet routers. What are some of the kind of, you know, as you, as you progress up the, the licensing, what are some of the features that enterprises take and take advantage of? Oh, I mean, ACLs is the big one having, you know, more, more admins and, um, 
there's high availability subnet failover. So if you're running like um, if you're running a subnet router that routes to non-tail scale stuff, you can have a pair of them set up. So if one fails, the other one takes over right away. And we like all these enterprise only features we provide for free for people to play with on the uh, the free plans because we want people to tinker and we don't we don't really have any strong quota enforcement. It's just kind of a honor system that play with it if you like it you can pay for it and uh, so far that's worked out nobody by by the time a company is addicted to it they kind of want to pay for it because they don't want it to go away or whatever but, <laughs> yeah it's like because yeah. that it becomes that fundamental to their use case um yeah. you all recently launched um a new feature around uh, ssh can you give us kind of a, a background on that yeah so about like about two years ago or so when i uh first started messing around with the uh, tail scale and when i first joined uh I realized that all the IP packets carried by Tailscale via WireGuard all have a cryptographic identity associated with them anyway. So instead of just using, um, you know, WireGuard for the crypto, you could also use it for the identity layer because you've already logged into your single sign-on, whether that's, you know, Microsoft or Okta or Google or GitHub or whatever. And so every IP packet that comes across already is associated with like your single sign-on ID. So you don't you don't need to like log in with you know cookies to a web application. You don't need to log in with the SSH keys to SSH server. So um, I started working on a uh, SSH server about two years ago that just like used your identity from your from your Tailscale WireGuard connection and plumbed that away through. So we we polished it up and productized it, and so um, now you can SSH to a server with no keys at all. Um, so you don't need SSH certs or keys or passwords. When you go through the, the SSH protocol flow, normally the SSH client, when it first connects, says, I would like to use authentication type none. And historically, servers turn around and they say, sorry, we don't support authentication type none. You must use one of the following, password, public key, blah, blah, blah. And instead, our SSH server says, yep, sounds good. Authentication type none works great because we already know who you are. So um, anyway... That's basically the gist of it is like, why, why add more complication of dealing with the SSH key distribution and worrying about rotating those when um, your WireGuard key and you're already logging in and already doing your, you know, two factor off to your identity provider and all that stuff. And then for extra, like, like servers that you're really paranoid about or high security, we have this like check mode thing. So you SSH in and then it, it can pop up your browser and say, okay, you know, do some extra do some extra off now to prove that, you know, you're really who you are. And then your SSH session unblocks and you're, you're into your you know root database or whatever. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution that uses the most powerful untapped resource in IT, the end users. Old school device management tools like MDMs force disruptive agents onto employees' devices that slow performance and treat privacy as an afterthought. Collide does things differently. Instead of forcing changes on users, Collide notifies your team via Slack when their devices are insecure and gives them a step-by-step instructions on how to solve the problem. By reaching out to employees via a friendly Slack message and educating them about company policies, Collide can help you build a culture in which everyone contributes to security because everyone understands how and why to do it. For IT admins, Collide provides a single dashboard that lets you monitor the security of your entire fleet, whether they're running on a Mac, Windows, or Linux. That visibility makes it easy to prove compliance to your auditors, customers, and your company leadership. You can meet your compliance goals fast by putting users first. Visit collide.com slash apple at work. Again, that's collide.com slash apple at work to find out how. 
That's C-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash Apple at work. Thanks to Collide for sponsoring the show this week. Well, and I think that brings up a good point about the role of identity in the enterprise with security. And I think that's an evolving thing. I mean, you're seeing that with Apple and Passkeys and then the Fido Alliance, which is backed by Microsoft, Google, and Apple. And you really kind of see in seeing this evolved view of passwords and passwords just aren't letters and numbers and characters. Passwords are can, can be part of like verifying who you are is what device you're on, you know, connecting to again, uh, something like Okta. So it's, it's kind of like if you've logged into Okta, you verified through Okta who you are and through Telscale. I mean, there, it's like you've gone through a level of identity verification at that point. Like how you kind of have to ask yourself, like how many more layers deep do you need to go instead of just like with this new SSH technology you all are implementing? It's like, OK, we're going to make it easier. We're going to give you the best of SSH, but like but recognize that you've already authenticated. Yeah. Yeah. We made a really early decision that we would never have tail scale accounts, tail scale usernames, tail scale passwords. So we only support single sign on through uh, other people. And because um, we don't want to be in the whole business of like, oh, I lost my password. I need a password reset. And now you have like, you know, tail scale support folk getting, you know, social engineered from people trying to break into other people's accounts. Like if we don't have passwords at all, we never have to deal with that. So. No, that, and that, that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like we don't want to be in the identity game. It's like we're going to let identity, we're going to let your company handle that through Okta, uh, through Google Workspace, whatever whatever identity provider you're using. Um, we're, we're just going to be out of that game. And it's like if that's kind of puts it back on the company to secure that aspect of it. So you all have a layer of we're not there. We're, we're not involved with that. So we don't want to deal with that sort of thing. Um, what has been the customer reaction so far to Telscale SSH? I know it's in beta, uh, but what's been kind of the early reaction? Um, there, there was kind of a stunned silence for the first, uh, couple days where people were taking it in. Um, you know, some people really loved it. Some people, you know, but like with anything, some people love it right away. Some people are like, well, I don't know. It's changed. Like if nobody else does this, so it must be insecure. Otherwise people would have done it before. And, uh, you know, it's whatever. It's a, it's a normal reaction. Uh, Some people are, you know, concerned about like just network level auth in general. People used to trust IP addresses and then that kind of went out of vogue in like the 90s um, once it was realized like how easy it is to man in the middle things and spoof things and uh, sniff traffic. But when you're when everything's like, you know, secured uh, at a at the network level, then you can start trusting IP addresses again. But then the problem becomes, you know, if there's other untrusted code running on your machine with that IP address. Um, people worry about that, which is both a feature and a bug. You know, you, you want your tools to be able to like run as you sometimes, but you know, other things on your machine, you don't. So, but audit logging and um, showing you, you know, logs of all the things that are happening and giving you real time alerts and letting you verify things like the tail scale uh, SSH check mode, you know, these things solve the problem in different ways. So, you know, people are adjusting to um, different way of doing things now, I guess. It makes sense. I mean, and, and again, when you're solving problems from a first principles perspective, if folks don't like almost have to do double take and think, is this going to work? Like you probably haven't gone really from a first principles approach because you, again, what Telscale has done, I've not used the SSH, but what it does for the VPN is it totally rethinks like, how do we securely give people access to the right things? 
and and it's not saying how do we, you didn't say how do we make a better VPN client? It's like how do we solve the problem of secure access regardless of what device you're on, wherever you are in the world. Like and again, location is not a security, and in, in this it hasn't been for a long time, but certainly now where you are cannot indicate security. There's got to be an, another, another layer to it. But again, I mean, you can leave uh, what the beauty of if, if you're listening to this and you're like thinking, okay, why do I need Telscale? Look, Telscale is a Secure access client for for again home servers, AWS certain AWS servers you've set up or servers on site that you can leave running all the time and not know it's running. And I don't think you could say that about the previous VPN clients. Like it felt like you were it's tunneling all your traffic through the VPN. On Tailscale, it's just tunneling the the traffic um, that's you know going over to over the secure network. Now you all had this concept in terms of uh, exit node. What is what is that? Yeah, I mean that. So that is um, so v- VPNs basically fall under two camps. There's the uh, what there's called split tunnel VPNs, which is only things that need to go over the VPN go over the VPN. But that's pretty rare. Most of the people associate VPNs with this the full tunnel VPN, which is like all your traffic goes over it, and that is what people want to do when they want to like you know hide their identity. They want to like say, oh, my traffic on my machine goes through like another country. Um, and work VPNs are often like that because it's just kind of easier to do is to shuttle all your traffic. So by deep, when we first launched, we were only a split tunnel VPN. So we would install routes on your machine, basically, you know, slash 32 or slash 128 uh, routes to your machine to specific servers. And if you're trying to reach that server, it would go over tail scale. But if you were going to like, you know, Facebook or whatever, it would just go over your home ISP. Um, but then we, sometimes you kind of want to move all your traffic through somewhere else. Like if you're, um, I don't know, at the, at the coffee shop that you don't trust their Wi-Fi or something like this. And um, you could say, oh, I want to use the exit node of my home machine. And you could make all your traffic go through your Mac at home, uh, your Raspberry Pi at home or whatever. You just, you select one of your other device hits that's advertising an exit node and you can go through that. And um, so it's, it's opt-in and by default it's off, but you can choose if you temporarily want to shuttle all your traffic through another location, you could do that. Right, so, kind of, if you need it's in situations where you need it, you can make it work much like what you would think of as your traditional client. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, last question, then I'll, I'll let you. I know you've got uh, probably a long list of uh, things to do in your day. Um, you all had this concept of ACL policy, access control list. Um, how do, how are users using that day to day? Yeah. So. Uh... Basically, we let, we let you define rules and like groups and tags for stuff. So you can say things like, well, engineers can access, you know, the this subnet router or the, this production database. And the, the prod web server can access the prod database server. And, you know, uh, marketing can access this uh, this dashboard or whatever. And so you, be, you put high-level rules about who can access what and couple people in groups and you can tag servers. And then what we do is we compile it down to actual like what you would think of as like firewall rules about specific IPs, um, specific ports. And we push that down to all the clients in real time. So if you, if someone gets onboarded or offboarded or their properties change about like what groups they're in, uh, we do a real time push down to all the clients and everyone updates their firewall rules. So um, yeah, it's kind of cool. You don't have to deal with, um, you know, writing firewall rules and distributing them because they're all real time updated everywhere.
So it really just, again, it's kind of like that concept of we just make this easy for IT. It's easy for IT to implement, but it's easy for the users, uh, which for something as, as important as secure access to machines, is kind of a win-win. Um, Brad, thanks for coming on the show. Again, uh, Telscale is just a, a wonderful application to use if, if you're struggling with how to best implement secure uh, secure access to uh, servers, whether in, in your own data center or somebody's other other data center, um, check out Tailscale. Again, they've got a free plan that's one user up to 20 devices uh, that you can tinker with at home, um, set up and just try out. And I think you'll see uh, as your your needs grow, you're going to want to jump on the, the team or the business account. Team accounts start for just $5 a user per month. And, and as Brad mentioned, they don't have any sort of login infrastructure. You're going to use something you already have. So whether that's Google Workspace, Okta, um, you, you're going to, you know, you're going to leverage your existing IDP and it's going to be really easy to roll out. Uh, and it's so easy to deploy and users won't even know they're using it. It's just really going to work. And that's, that's really how security should work in terms of we, um, it, you know, it, the technology handles the security in the back and the users just work and they don't have to think about connecting or disconnecting from VPN clients. The, the, the clients are real lightweight, works right on iPhone. Um, so if iPad, if you got users in the field with iPhones or iPads, it, it works really fantastic with that uh, over cellular, over Wi-Fi, and I just can't say enough about it. Um, it's tailscale.com. Uh, you can get it started downloading. Uh, again, can't say enough about about it. It is the best solution for providing secure access to your employees. Uh, Brad, again, thanks for coming on the show and we'll talk to you all again real soon. All right. Thank you.